0: this was the jose altuve before there was jose altuve this was the guy who was shut down because of his size and not credited for anything of what he has done because of his size and then he proved everybody wrong
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 3 take the official podcast of dirt to diamonds baseball here are your hosts kyle corwin and nate reyes What up, what up, and welcome back to the 30 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 70. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today?
0: Seventy, man. Are we eligible for ARP? Are we good?
1: I would think.
0: I would it think so too.
1: Feels like we've been doing this for years. <laughs> um,
0: well, I wanted to ask you because, I mean, we just talked about it offline and the Yankees game on in the background. And I wanted to see. Currently what getting just
1: shelled right now.
0: Yes, yeah, typical Tanaka stuff. Just splitter that doesn't split and gets lit. Um, I just made that up. You like that?
1: Sounds like a T-shirt.
0: <laughs> splitter that doesn't split and gets lit. Um, No, I was going to ask you what you thought about Machado's Mannequin's crappy comments that uh, he released yesterday.
1: Remind me again what the, the context it was. He got it was booed just, in Yankee Stadium.
0: Yeah, and he said all great players get booed. He said I get booed everywhere.
1: So, I mean, he's not wrong, but I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here because we all know my feelings for Mannequin. The OG of the bum list, and then we're dealing with arguably the worst franchise in North American sports history. So I don't, I don't really know which side to to, to uh, lean towards here. Like, I'm glad the fans booed him, but at the same time, I'm not going to defend mannequins. So, what are your thoughts? I'm curious.
0: Um, don't self-proclaim yourself like it's just like you can't just label yourself as great first of all um, I mean yes great players do get booed um, you know in a away stadiums but like you can't just you can't just name that you can't just say that you are other players get booed too um, and I'm sure we could go back through history and players that were good and maybe at the prime of their career got booed and didn't end up being great. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Mannequin, but who knows if he's going to be great? You know, you can't just say that already.
1: So, so you're not, you're not giving him the great label just yet, huh?
0: He's he's just a douche. That's all let, I say. got
1: to let it play out? Yeah. What and would if it I t- was
0: in New York, if
1: I was in New York, I'd be
0: booing with, me, with everybody else. Oh, so. no
1: doubt. What would it take for you to call him great?
0: Um, based off of the way that NL is going to look the next, I don't know, five years or so, if he wins an MVP in San Diego and, you know, beats out guys like Yelich and Bellinger for an MVP in the next few years, I would say that's the first step towards great.
1: I respect that. That's a solid answer. Yeah. Not bad, right? Not bad. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into some baseball history. May 29th is when you be hearing this. We're going to start off in 1905. Whoa. Going way back. According to legend, Dodger hurler Elmer Stricklit introduces the spitball, oh, helping Brooklyn beat the Giants 4-3. to three. Prior to the 1921 season, the spitball will be totally banned except for 17 existing spitballers who are allowed to keep throwing the slippery pitch legally until they are retired, including Burley Grimes, who will be the last player to legally throw a doctored pitch before retiring in 1934. So the biggest takeaway from that point of history is the names back in the day were just. Elmer, what a legend. Elmer Stricklet, Burley Grimes. <laughs> and that's like his, that's not even like a nickname. That's his name. B-U-R-L-E-I-G-H. That's his Wild. so good. 1946, in a reverse integration role. Uh, chalk this up as one that I was completely unaware of. 1946, in a reverse integration role, Edward... Clip becomes the first white to play in the Negro Leagues. In a game wow. played in Grand Rapids, the Erie, Pennsylvania native tosses seven innings for the Cleveland Buckeyes against the American Giants in his debut with the Negro American League team.
0: Wow. That's kind of cool.
1: Definitely didn't know that happened.
0: No, me neither.
1: Uh, kind of going with the theme of Memorial Day, a little patriotic note here. Uh, 2000. At the age of 104, Fred Roberts, the oldest living Dodger fan, makes his first visit, first visit to Dodger Stadium, wearing a jersey with the number 104. The World War One veteran cheers as Sean Green's six-inning grand slam helps to beat Al Leiter and the Mets four to one.
0: Wow, 104.
1: Can you see yourself going to baseball games at 104?
0: Um, that's all I'm going to be doing at 104, but I mean, I don't know, like, ah, I don't know who knows what it's, what world's going to be like when we're one Oh four. I, I mean, mean, maybe he, he was thinking the, probably the same thing back in the day.
1: I'm thinking like wheelchair technology will either be obsolete or well advanced.
0: Yeah. I just I want to teleport to the uh, stadium real yeah, that's, quick. I was
1: going to say, I don't even know how we'd be getting to the stadium. <laughs> uh, 2010, Roy Halladay throws the 20th perfect game in Major League history, outdueling Josh Johnson and the Phillies' one nothing victory over the Marlins at Miami's Sun Life Stadium throwback. The former American League Cy Young Award winner, obtained from Toronto in the offseason, joins... Jim Bunning is the only other hurler in franchise history to accomplish the feat.
0: Pretty sweet.
1: Lastly, here, 2010, the Giants call up a guy, you probably heard of him, Buster Posey, to start at first base. And the 23 year old rookie responds, going three for four with three RBIs and a 12 to 1 route of the D backs at AT&T Park.
0: Not surprised. The only thing that surprises me is I guess we've cruised through nine years of his career.
1: That's that's hard to believe.
0: Right? It's gone quick. It did Probably it... he accomplished everything he's going to accomplish in the first four years.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, his uh his his career was rather accelerated. Uh yeah. there, it was a note here that said he would not become the team's starting catcher until Benji Molina was traded. To Texas at the end of June.
0: Good guy, Benji.
1: So he took over in June, did what he had to do in like essentially six months, and uh, that was his career.
0: <laughs> yeah, first four years, I'm telling you, everything it's the keys are diminishing kind of quickly. I'm not saying like he's bad, but he's definitely not the top, you know, top three catchers in the game anymore.
1: I just heard you say that. Buster Posey is not good at baseball, so be prepared to see your name plastered on a quote graphic.
0: Awesome. Glad to hear it.
1: Speaking of not being good at baseball, somebody that does not fall in that category, Dustin Pedroia. How do you feel? As a Yankees fan, I was really curious to get your take on him because I feel like he's one of those exceptions to the rivalry. Maybe not. That's why I wanted to get your take on it. Um, so for me,
0: man, this sounds weird. So like growing up, I hated Manny. I hated David Ortiz and I definitely hated Dustin Pedroia, but Dustin Pedroia like defines those early 2000s, early to mid 2000s Red Sox to where it was just like, it was just scrappy like that characteristic that, I mean, he there's a reason he was kind of like, after Veritek was gone, he was seen as kind of like the captain, the heartbeat, all that stuff. He, I don't know, he just defined what bugged me about the Red Sox. And I guess that's what, you know, made him so successful is because he was doing his job right. So, like, for now, this reaction, like, it kind of, I mean, it kind of sucks. No one, you know, you don't want to see any player like that not be able to finish his career gracefully um you know and the chances of him you know not continuing is pretty big so it's just it's a little bittersweet i mean it's sweet that you know i don't think it's he's not going to be a thorn in the yankee side anymore but it's bitter because you again you, you don't want to see it happen this way
1: yeah and for those who are, who are unfamiliar with the situation pedroia Trying to fight through uh, rehab. He was kind of on and off with it. Got booted to the 60 day DL. Uh, And this is after 2018, very uneventful. It played in like three games. Uh, He'd played it, he'd he'd appeared in six games this season. But both of these, or both of those seasons, rather, uh, came after the 2017 cartilage replacement surgery. Uh, and he just hasn't he just hasn't been the same the last however many years you wanna you wanna label it just hasn't been the same as that oh seven oh eight oh nine kind of in that, that sweet spot uh, just hasn't been able to figure it out and he actually uh, again in case you or you're unfamiliar with the situation he was he had a press conference uh, the other day and basically shared his thoughts on. Uh, the question of if he felt like he could play again, uh, and so I'll play that here
2: for you right now. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I, I, you know, I think that's that's a part of you know the time right now is is figuring that out. Um, you know, I, I've been lucky to to be with this organization and and to deal with the the people in our training room and our doctors and and have the best you know manager coaching staff front office and and they've been you know leading me in the right direction the whole way i mean it's unfortunate you know the the type of injury that i that i had um and I have you know so you know I'm just trying to listen to everybody and, and try to do the right thing and you know and then they they care about me and you can't say that about about everybody you know every team or, or things like that but these everybody here truly cares about me and, and, you know, I love them for it.
1: Yeah. So like, I don't know what your thoughts are kind of what your reaction is to that, but just watching the, the press conference, my main takeaway is that it just seems really uncomfortable right now because it's like, everybody knows that like Pedroia has been the guy, but unfortunately it's just hard to continue to give your support when you kind of, I mean, it, it really pains me to say, as I sit here and look at my Pedroia jersey hanging up, it pains me to say that, like, you have to be able to, like, if you're Pedroia, you have to be able to admit that, like, it's it's time. And seeing Dombrowski and Alex Corr sitting there alongside of him, it's just, it's kind of like everybody knows, everybody in the room knows what's going on. Knows what Except what's him. inevitable. Yeah, exactly. And I even then, I think he knows, but he can't admit it because that's the type of guy he is. Like, he's going to scrap to play as many innings as he can up until the very end. And my, like, I don't know the, the full extent of uh, the state of his knee, but my guess is that he'll try to come back for whether it's at the end of this year or maybe just like opening day or something next season, he'll try to come back for one of those David Wright symbolic type series and just hang it up because I don't, think, yeah, I don't I, think he wants to end it in a minor league rehab stint.
0: Yeah. couldn't agree with more. Cause like, to me, if this was just a, you know, normal move to 60 day DL, like Dombrowski and Cora wouldn't have been next to him. Um, You know what I mean? It's, it uh you're right. I think everyone sees the <laughs> everyone sees what's going on. Like and it's and it sucks. Like it's again, this coming from a Yankees fan who can't stand the guy as a player. Like drove me nuts watching him and, and everything he did, but it was like he was good and he was the heart and soul of the team. And so I think it's it's kind of a it's kind of a it's gotta be a crappy feeling for the Red Sox fans, but um, I do think you might as well stick it out for the rest of this year. Um, rehab, come back, and you know, be that role in the clubhouse for when the postseason rolls around. Um, and maybe get your couple abs or a couple starts. And if the season ends, then then call it. Um, I could see, you know, them – I could see him announcing it, like, right before the postseason. I could see that.
1: Yeah, he – you mentioned rehab. Uh, In terms of surgery, like, people have kind of thrown that on the table, been like, well, is that an option, getting another surgery? And he apparently came out and said that he ruled that out uh, because another another surgery would, he said, uh, would affect his quality of life, which I can – I personally haven't had any surgeries done, but I could certainly understand how that would be the case because I've, I've been around athletes who have had to deal with stuff like that and they just can't come back the same way. Not in just like an athletic sense, but just like in a day to day type of situation where you just, you just don't feel the same. You wake up feeling just awful.
0: Yeah. Um, Like I, I had knee surgery coming up on two years ago and not nearly, you know, the number of surgeries he's had. Mine was painful, and it was definitely um, a successful surgery. But I, I mean, I wake up all the time. I will wake up in the middle of the night with, just from laying a certain way, my knee locks up and it hurts. Or, you know, there are days where, like, stairs just is a pain in the ass, and I stay away from stairs. Um, so I can't imagine him going through, you know that process of multiple surgeries, hurting it again, probably wearing down all the cartilage you have in there, and having to deal with that. I mean, that's that's really tough. And it, uh, like I said, it, it sucks to see. Um, I don't know if he's a hall of famer, but I I do think that he uh, was a defining player of his generation.
1: Yeah, I think I think what really did it for me because I was. I mean, we were joking when we did the fantasy draft. I picked him up as like one of my honorary picks like I do every year. I just pick a guy just to say that I have him on my team, even though I know he's not going to contribute anything. I was really holding out hope that he would he, he would at least be able to contribute slightly. Yeah. But I think, obviously, seeing the way the season's panned out thus far, I think the quote that did it for me, which I, I assume he he was quoted as saying later in that press conference, I was, he said that some days I feel fine. An hour later, it's like walking is tough. Yeah. It's like, if that's the case, I mean, if walking is tough, then it's like, all right. I mean, at a certain point you have to set, which I know for a guy like that, it's hard to do, but at a certain point you have to set the pride and the ego aside and realize like you still have so much more of your life left to live.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I, yeah, I think if I'm him, I'm sticking it out for the rest of the year. I'll go through a little bit of rehab and hope that the you know the team that's around me can give me just one more opportunity to be in the postseason and kind of ride out the right way.
1: Yeah, and I guess my last thought here on this whole situation, it seems to be a relatively big theme. Uh, with this conversation of Pedroia and possible retirement is that there seems to be a a large number of people that are upset with him. Cause they feel like he's just trying to milk out his contract and get his money. The, uh, yeah, that's just no, like, definitely you not that type of guy. Exactly. You clearly have no understanding or idea of what type of player he is and like what he is willing to do. I mean, we've seen what he's done to his body to try to play this game and play it well. Like, this is the type of guy that would go out and play in a wheelchair if he could. But unfortunately, he knows that they won't let him do that. So he's going to have to make it like you, like we've been talking about. He's going to have to make a tough decision. But he's yeah. the type of guy that would go out there and play on one leg if he could. And so to say that he's out there just trying to trying to collect his check, that's the most asinine thing you could possibly say.
0: That's such a gross comment. And the the truth is, is that like, for those of you who are a little bit younger, this was the Jose Altuve before there was Jose Altuve. Like this was the guy who was shut down because of his size and, you know, not credited for anything of what he has done because of his size. And then he proved everybody wrong. And became, you know, pretty, pretty strong clubhouse leader. And like, yeah, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm a baseball fan. And that guy is baseball.
1: Couldn't agree more. Can we, Nate, talk about my Oakland A's? Your Oakland A's? Just right quick.
0: (laughs) What do you got?
1: Well, in case you haven't heard the news. Entering today as we record here at 7 09 Eastern Time on Tuesday, they're 10 and 0 in their last 10. So Not bad. I'm feeling a little more confident about my pick. Still sweating it a little bit because uh, there's clearly no signs of Houston letting up anytime soon. Right. But uh, they're looking good. First 10 game win streak since June of two thousand six.
0: Great baseball being played. And I believe what day is it? It's Tuesday. What Chris Davis went down Friday to DL, I believe. So that's at least four games without him. Am I crazy? Sounds right. Um, you know, you you have Matt Olson coming back. Um, from, uh, you know, a broken hand, or I think, like, game two or three. It was right after I freaking traded him to your team or traded for him from your team. Um, I mean, you have Matt Chapman, who's just blowing baseballs all over the place in Oakland. Uh, Marcus Simeon's playing really good defense. Like, you have a great group of guys that uh, that are starting to figure out how to win. And this stuff doesn't surprise me. Like I'm not surprised. I'm really not. It's just, it's just a part of how you have to be in the AL West.
1: Well, I've got some numbers for you, for my uh, for my Oakland days. Catcher Josh Fegley. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how you say it. I'm t- as you know, I'm just awful with names. The number nine hitter has homered in back to back games and a total of three times during said streak with 10 RBIs. The number eight hitter, Ramon Loriano, Loreno, whatever you want to call it. Do we ever decide on what it actually is?
0: It's Loriano.
1: Loriano. I've heard Loreno. I don't really care. Dude's a stud. Uh,. He is on a career high ten game hitting streak, batting three fifty nine with six doubles and seven runs scored during the streak. Uh, Jerickson Profar, who typically bats seventh or right around there, has four home runs and eleven RBIs during yeah, said dropped, streak.
0: Just dropped him, I believe, not too long ago. So that's S- nice,
1: solid move. Matt Chapman, you mentioned him, had three straight games with a home run. Uh, and lastly, here a couple points. Overall, the A's have outscored their opponents in that streak, seventy-eight to thirty-one, and have out-homered its opponents, twenty-five
0: to twelve. All around, good baseball. Oof, man, that's some scary stuff. Uh, yeah, because you've got. I've I'm just, I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. I said it as a coach. I, you know, thought this way as a player. Two of the three aspects of baseball, and you're gonna win if you can hit play defense, or pitch, you need two of those three. Right now they have all three of those. Um, the defense is looking typical when you have two, you know, gold glovers in the infield at the corners. Um, you have a potential gold glover and center fielder. You just have a very solid defense. But when you start mixing in that team and start, you know, mixing and hitting, you're talking about some unknown catcher, Fegley, Fagley, what is his name? Pegley, Pegley,
1: Pigley, Piglet, Josh Piglet, Pig.
0: Josh Piglet hitting dingers. Um, you know Chapman's probably going to be. I you wouldn't be surprised if he was in the top five for MVP talk this year. Um, it's just it's just typical. This is just typical A's, and it's smart stuff done by Billy Bean. And you're probably going to see some, you know, additions being made throughout the year. But they're back in that conversation. Where are they? Twenty-eight and twenty-five now.
1: They entering Tuesday. Uh, they're twenty-nine and twenty-five, six and a half back 29. from Houston.
0: Twenty-nine and twenty-five. You got yourself back in the striking distance. You did, but at the same,
1: at... yeah. I mean, yeah, back in the striking distance, but at the same time, six and a half back from Houston might as well be twelve and a half back.
0: Yeah, you're all. I mean, at that's least the way right it is. For, for the A's, you're fighting for the wild card. That's just unfortunately the, the Astros are in that prime of what looks to be a very, you know, couple dynasty years um, as far as you know competing goes. Um, I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. So, uh, man, it's it's fun baseball. It's good baseball. It's good for baseball when you got uh, multiple teams in uh in that division going for it especially when all we talk about is freaking mike trout but no one seems to realize that the angels are garbage
1: captain Moore, uh Pretty garbage you said it's good for baseball nate you know what else is good for baseball yeah when Seeky can save you money on tickets Ooh. to baseball games oh
0: good for you and baseball have i
1: told you about seakey before nate Uh, I don't think so. Would you like me to tell you about SeatGeek? Sure, let's go for it. Well, Nate, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20. 20 whole doll hairs. Whoa. Save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that.
0: I don't know. I've never heard of SeatGeek before.
1: Well played. Well played.
0: Could it be... Could it be... Cold, uh, money?
1: hard, cash. 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 Enter promo code DTD at checkout. Is that it for the A's? I mean, is there really anything else to say other than the fact that their offense is just disgusting right now?
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, their pitching's also, you know, looking pretty good, too. When you got Trinan on the back end, who's just always going to be in the conversation of being one of the best relievers in baseball.
1: Also on my fantasy team.
0: Yeah. Oof. Um and then uh I just you
1: know you are getting what? I just realized I have like a slightly heavy A's uh presence on my fantasy team. I got Trinan, I got Mike Fires, as I mentioned, with the uh the no hitter this year. Yeah. I got Steven Spaghetti. I mean that's those are some solid picks. It's no wonder I'm nearly undefeated in my league. Anyway. Whatever,
0: dude. I think I'm a winner. I'm I'm a winner of four straight. So I'm like I'm getting back in the combo. Yeah. Right. Just like the ace.
1: Are you storming back in this league? I'm
0: coming for you, babe. Uh, uh cat, let's I. see. I think three straight. I think I was one and four. So now I'm four and four.
1: Well uh team one oh two by boy. is leading the way so no worries there.
0: Your boy put up your boy put up some ridiculous numbers last week.
1: Speaking of ridiculous numbers, the Major League Baseball All-Star ballot was officially Woo. released today. Yes, sir. And I suggested doing a live ballot voting on this wonderful episode 70. So Nate, I believe you You're have yours. Brilliant. You got your ballot ready to roll.
0: I've got it ready to go. Ready right. to go.
1: So leading us off here in the American League at first base, who are you going with?
0: Um. So we kind of talked about it. For me, right now, the uh, you could argue three. The three that are in the conversation are Mitch Moreland, Luke Voigt, Carlos Santana. I don't think Encarnacion has typical power numbers for sure. Jose Abreu doesn't look too bad either. Um, but uh, you know where I'm going with this. I got to go with my boy Luki.
1: I'm gonna go with CJ just because the Twins are all the hype right now. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't think. Yeah, even, even though I literally said I'm already fed up with the Twins hype. <laughs> They're just the most irrelevant team in baseball.
0: Are we bouncing over to uh, the National
1: Hill? League? Uh, I mean, you have to go with Josh Bell. Yeah, 1,000%. There's, I was gonna say <laughs> there's exactly. literally no other option there.
0: Like, that guy is on an absolute tear. Hitting 340. Ooh, that's disgusting. Booms. I didn't realize
1: he was hitting 340.
0: 340 17 booms. OPS is 1119 Duh. second That's base
1: crazy second base uh, I want to go with Michael Chavis but I'm going to be smarter than that not going with the uh, typical answer of Jose Altuve
0: no like let's be logical here
1: let's be logical I mean Tommy Lestella looks good
0: DJ Lestella's having a very good year
1: uh, DJ Lemayhew lacking in the power numbers, but that's just the way he is. That's just the way he is. That's kind of the nature of second base. Thinking mm, he's hitting 316, though. 27 ribbies. I don't know, dude. Tom, we did, We say on here all the time, averages becoming more and more relevant. And although is hitting 297, it's close to 300. It's not nothing The Not nothing to laugh at. 12 bombs, 31 ribbies. I think he's got my vote. Yeah? Yeah. Michael Chavis came on strong, but I just... We'll check. We'll do this again in like a month.
0: Well, three weeks.
1: Yeah, he's got my vote. What do you got?
0: I'm going DJ. The reason... I mean, he's a huge reason why the Yankees are even freaking doing something right now.
1: What a homer. A little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. We're voting for all stars here, my guy, not MVP. You have to take that (laughs) into account. No, I'm not. You laugh. I'm serious. We're not voting on these guys. Like, well, I mean, at least that's not how I vote. I'm not going to vote based on like how they're impacting the team or helping the overall. Just go the National League case of their playoff picture. Whatever National League, I'm going to go. Oof. This
0: is kind of rough.
1: Nothing to really be excited about in the old National League. Shocker. <laughs> it seems to be the case with everything in terms of the American League and National League.
0: Pissing oh, yes. uh, people off. I like it.
1: <laughs> I mean, mm, Mike Mustakis. you're not going to – none of these guys are going to win awards on average.
0: I'm going for this Marte cat from Arizona. 274, 12 booms, 38
1: ribs. That's fine. No, I'm going Moustakas. Third base, American League. Rafael Devers, not even a question.
0: Mm, who was I looking at earlier? Oh, uh, no, uh, Chapman to me. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Because Chapman. of the 14... 14- home runs and the 32. RBIs, the OPS of 908. I mean, Bregman is having a good year, but he's 266. To me, it's still important. This Hunter Dozier guy has been crazy for Kansas City.
1: The average is in 327, though, and I know I literally just got done saying average is becoming more and more relevant, but I feel like there's got to be a threshold with average where it's like if it's above the number, then you, like, You just can't ignore it. Not to say that he's above said threshold, but these are just, this is just me thinking out loud.
0: I'm going Chapman. This is what I want to see. I I want to watch people that I want to watch. Matt Chapman's one that I want to
1: watch. Well, I feel like I have to have at least one biased pick, and I don't know who else I would go with. I'm just going to have to give him my biased pick, even though I probably would pick Chapman if I was a rational thinking person here. National League. I'm gonna go. Do we
0: really have to even talk about this?
1: No. Arenado, Fernando, <laughs> Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. No, I'm just kidding. Three
0: thirty-six. Oh, what he plays? O- months, but he plays RBIs. at play, Shut up. Shut your mouth. Ten thirteen OPS. You shut Sheesh. your mouth. On uh, shortstop.
1: Shortstop. I don't know. I don't know why I said Fernando Tatis Jr. It like. Glitched MLB, fix your system. It's glitched. Uh, shortstop Tim. Nope, not picking Tim Anderson. I don't care what his numbers are. Sorry, he's a bum comparing yourself to Jackie Robinson. What a tool! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Jorge Polanco. How about it? Yeah, twins are all the hype.
0: Uh, I'm going Correa. N L. Javi Baez, probably.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why Javi is Trey Baez Trey on there. What do you mean? Why is Trey Turner on there?
0: Is he? Is he okay? Is he alive? Like, is he playing? Is he ever going to play again?
1: It's <laughs> Trey Turner, not Dustin Pedroia. He'll be all right. <laughs> I think they're, like, required to put every player on here. Like, every... uh, Hobby bias. Every possible option. Yeah, hobby bias. Doesn't matter. Uh, Catcher. God. Tell me how Christian Vasquez has seven... Why does he have seven home runs right now? What is going on in baseball? Uh, I mean, God. I don't want to pick him, but I think I might have to. Do it. Gary Sanchez.
0: Bing bong boom. Second in the AL in home runs right now. I
1: mean, I couldn't respect myself as a baseball fan if I did if I turned my nose at those numbers. Yeah. National League.
0: Do 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 do.
1: doll. The guy you said wasn't worth his weight and salt.
0: Yeah, screw that guy. Real Muto's not bad. Oh. Wilson Contreras. I'm going that way all day. Hitting three twelve as a catcher. Super
1: impressive. Bang. Who are you going with? Uh oh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Outfield. This should go quick. Austin well. Meadows. Is he I'm assuming he is he back or when is he going to be back if he's not back? Do we know? Uh, I thought he was back. Is he back? Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of uh, Glass now. Never mind. Completely different position. I I didn't
0: know. Uh, Yeah, Austin Meadows has been back for, came back right for that Yankee series in Ramp a couple of weeks ago.
1: Gotcha. Um, Lit it up. Can't go Mookie. Mm. George Springer. Boom.
0: Yeah. There's two.
1: Wow, Mike Trout. Oh, forgot about him. Nah. Michael Are Brantley. Are you going to vote for him? No. Michael Brantley. <laughs> 320, 10 bombs, 34 RBIs. How about it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. This is tough. Just uh, so much Brantley's talent in- not him. A- Yeah, So much talent in the AL. Can't say the same for the other league. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Stacked in the outfield. I don't
0: know, man. Kepler's looking good too, but I think you're right about Brantley.
1: I'm going to go Brantley.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Brantley as well. Do we have the same
1: outfield? That's crazy, yeah. Uh, National League. Well, we know two of them.
0: Bellinger, Mielich, of course. Jeff McNeil,
1: Alex Verdugo.
0: Yeah, he hasn't been up long enough, so Cunha. I don't know about those numbers. Mm. Go ahead and vote for your boy Yasiel hitting 218.
1: My boy!
0: Freaking joke.
1: Uh... I don't know, man. What do you think? It's, this is tough. I'm not about to pick Jock Peterson.
0: I mean, Charlie Blackman?
1: Dude, Ozuna has 45 RB, RBIs already. He's sitting Where's 230, he but who cares? Where is he? Where is he? Oh man. You're voting for him? At two thirty? Uh no, I'm going Charlie Blackman. Yeah, that's three Hundo, ten RBIs, thirty one RB or ten home runs, thirty one RBIs, nine twenty one OPS. He's got my pick.
0: It's a good outfield. It's a really good outfield, good lord.
1: D H Oh That says yeah. here, no designated hitter in National League. Big mistake. Weird. Um. I mean, J.D. Martinez, 304, 11 bombs, 31 RBIs.
0: His Volgoback guy, dude.
1: Sox are surging. Well, minus the Astros series. Man, yeah, he's hitting 253.
0: I know, but like, he's a young buck. Hundred um, pence. Hundred pence has thirty-five RBIs.
1: Yeah, man, he's tearing it up down there, and what? Freaking Texas. Arlington. Crazy. Wow, that's yonder Alonso just tearing it up, taking the league by storm <laughs> at one seventy-nine. <laughs>
0: I, uh, my oh my!
1: I love how Bryce Harper's name hasn't come up once in this entire All Star conversation
0: until now. Yeah, that's yeah, my bad. I guess, like, I mean, JD is kind of an obvious choice, I guess.
1: Review and submit. Damn. All done. How about it? Oops. I think we had some educated picks, right?
0: I don't think we were extremely biased. I think uh, I think we made normal picks.
1: I had two members of the Red Sox. I think you had what? Did you have one? No, you had two Yankees. You had DJ, Gary. And Gary, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we put our biases... Or we checked our biases at the door.
0: Did you log in already? I have to log in. Like... I didn't even think about that before.
1: Amateur hour. Anyway. Oh, speaking of it, I don't know why I just thought of this. Maybe cuz you don't ask me what I do in, with my life anymore. I went to the Nationals game this past weekend when I was back in town. I did see that. Watching a Corbin gem. Yeah, I needed a huge game from him for my fantasy uh fantasy league and threw a freaking complete game. How about it? Uh but the thing that just bothered me the most about that entire experience, as it this is nothing new, it always does. But it, I thought of it when I was there, and I was like, I need to mention this on the podcast. Ballpark concession prices are absurd.
0: What, what did we? Uh, what did we purchase, pal? Well. If you talk about a freaking pretzel with no salt.
1: <laughs> Lightly salted pretzel. <laughs> uh no. No. Got government. a, chi- <laughs> Got a <laughs> chicken tender bucket, which is six chicken tenders, good good tenders, good quality chicken. Uh and just like endless fries, like you just never get to the bottom of the bucket because that's how many fries there are. Twenty like It was like $27, $26, $27 for six chicken tenders and fries.
0: Was that just for you?
1: No, I split it with my fiance. $26, Uh, dude. Did
0: you use any
1: condiments? Yes, honey mustard.
0: Oh, you're back on the map. Big fan. Appreciate it. Big fan.
1: I'm back in your good graces with the uh, ballpark foods now. All right.
0: Yeah. Honey, honey mustard's definitely, I mean, it's a little childish to go with the chicken tenders, but I
1: understand that craving sometimes. Uh, Excuse me. It was my fiance's (laughs) preference. She actually, I guess that's a detail I left out. She actually treated me to the game and the aforementioned chicken tender bucket because this was so a year still complaining this was about a rain this was a rain check for Valentine's Day gift. and <laughs> so she hooked it up but you're complaining about the price the didn't come out of your wallet it's the principle of the thing dude <laughs> uh, and i was thinking we need to start some like campaign or like make a t-shirt or something ballpark concession prices are criminal i think i'm just going to make that and even if nobody else wears it i'm going to wear it just wear it to all the least... games i go to
0: Start sneaking some tenders in the pockets, man.
1: I'm not bringing chicken <laughs> tenders with me to the baseball game.
0: <laughs> All
1: right, for well, a long list, list
0: of reasons. Then
1: you don't seem to share in the same rage about this.
0: I eat either before or after the game.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah that's I'll, fine. I'll that's like... the smart, sensible thing to do. But still, twenty-seven dollars. And a souvenir drink was ten dollars. We shared one because they're they're pretty big and it's like refillable. Yeah. But like if you get two of those for the convenience of it, like you just you just want your own cup. That's what did you drink? Fifty seven dollars, dude.
0: What did you drink? For
1: three chicken tenders a piece, some fries, and a drink.
0: What did you drink?
1: So it was like ninety degrees. it uh, actually, it wasn't ninety. It was like mid eighties, but it was still pretty warm. And it was actually, we got, so we got like vitamin water because it's like the only non-carbonated thing they have at the drink machine.
0: Oh, yeah. I like vitamin water.
1: Yeah. We did that when I was there for the 4th of July series last year when they played the Sox. It was like 105, at least it felt like that. And we just got one. We got those souvenir cups and just shut the vitamin water faucet down big time.
0: Yeah. I crushed that all day for sure.
1: But uh Yeah. I just thought I'd share that. Just remind people I don't know. how I mean, outrageous the, the prices are.
0: The truth is, like my last, my two main experiences as far, as far as ballparks go is Yankee Stadium and Coors Field. Yankee Stadium is kind of just an expectation, so like I don't, even, you don't even really think about it. You're not happy about it, but you just like it. Just is what it is. It's well, everything's in expensive Every, in New York. Yeah, everything here is expensive, so you're cool with that. And then when you're in Denver and you're at Coors Field, like everything's cheap.
1: And I feel like you're getting quality food too, because I've I've heard great things about their food. So it's like it's a win win. Nachos
0: are good. You got the Helton Burger out in left field.
1: Are you gonna treat me to a Helton Burger when I come out there?
0: If they still have it, yeah, I'll hook you up with a Helton Burger.
1: I'd be down. I'm not paying twenty seven dollars for it, and I wouldn't even allow you to pay twenty seven dollars for it. So.
0: They do have, like, right across from where the Helden Burger is, they do have this little, like, barbecue, like, uh, pop-up stand. Excellent. And they leave, you order your, you get your little container, and they leave the sauces right after that where you get your napkins. So you just load up with more barbecue sauce if you want it. That place is good.
1: Solid. And while I'm thinking of it, if anybody has any food item preferences for their favorite team or favorite ballpark, let me know because I'm going to, Keep that in my back pocket and maybe get said item whenever I go to that stadium. Uh but anyway just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm gonna work on the campaign, get some shirts made up. Smart. Ballpark prices are criminal. Or ballpark concession prices are criminal.
0: Nothing wrong with that. You know what else is criminal?
1: That's what I'm gonna go with. What's criminal, Nate? Coming in at the 11th hour with your ad, I see.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Criminal but good. Read it off. There's nothing better than a long, hard, all-natural shaft of wood with a clean knob that you can grab to use your leisure. And th- thanks to Zinger Bats, you now have a variety of options to choose from. Creating custom bats for the pros since 1998, Zinger's Zinger Bats is setting the new standard in professional baseball bat production. From their X71 Pro Maple to their background case, you'll have all you need to light it up on the field this season. Best of all, Zinger Bats Company is now the presenting sponsor of the 30 Take. That's us. And they want to show you, our listeners, some love. The next time you visit zingerbats.com and show and sag up on some lumber, use promo code DTD to save 10% off your order. Again, Use promo code DTD to save 10% off your Zingerbat's order for that big league feel off the barrel. Look no
1: further than Zinger. Well done. I'm exhausted. A few mispronunciations, but it's all right.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't remember. Wasn't your clean, wasn't
1: your cleanest ad read?
0: It wasn't. I got a lot of like saliva in my mouth while I was reading that and I didn't know what to do.
1: It was a relatively dirty ad read, if you will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's why I was salivating.
1: Oh. Oh. Spicy. <laughs> well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh,
0: looks like Tanaka's splitter still getting pretty lit, so... No updates over on that end.
1: Love to see it. Well, that'll do it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you leave it. Nope. That's (laughs) just after I got done dragging you through the mud about your reads. That does it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it, not leave it. And leave that rating interview. Nate, how many stars?
0: The number of times you guys should be voting each day. For their the all star game.
1: I see what you did there.
0: Yeah, the limit's five, so there
1: you go. Well done. Uh Nate, what's our what's the word that they gotta leave in the review? What's the word they gotta finagle into the review creatively? Mm. Also, finagle. I love that like people are actually doing this. Like Okay, so Eric <laughs> Eric, the guy that leaves the DMs all the time, you know Eric. Literally deletes his previous uh review and just updates it with the word with the word of the week (laughs) every review i love it legend
0: um let's go with Hmm. well i i mean we got to go mannequin at this point he just flashed on the screen so we're gonna say mannequin
1: i like that yeah double meaning all right, so you gotta creatively finagle the word mannequin into your review when you leave it on iTunes or wherever you leave mm. your reviews. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys early next week. Wait, before you give always. your before you give your party in words. Uh, in case you guys haven't realized, this will be a one podcast. Week for us, we're going to get back to two. Hopefully, we're going to try. I was talking to Nate, we're going to try to get back to our Monday. Th- what was it, Thursday? Monday, sure. Thursday drops. We got sidetracked a little bit, but hopefully, we'll get back to those. So, this will be just like a one podcast midweek type deal here. But hope to be back on Monday.
0: Yeah. Uh, hope everyone had a good Memorial Day. Um, I worked all day, but I'm still very grateful for everything that we uh, we have for all the sacrifices that are being made for us. So uh, God bless the red, white, and blue, and uh, don't go chasing
1: curveballs. Preach it. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. I f- you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- look! You SAND!